0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Everyone's a Critic on BFM 89.9.
0: Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan and for this week's review, I'm joined by arts writer Ellen Lee. Ellen, good to have you back. Hi, Sharmila. Thanks for having me back. So together we are going to be reviewing the Ilham Art Show 2022 that's happening at Ilham Gallery until the 23rd of October, so a nice long run for you guys to go catch it. It was born out of an open call that took place over the course of the pandemic and the lockdown and ultimately features the works of um, about 31 artists, Um, so a a fair amount of work being shown, lots of things to talk about, and and I think that's actually a great place to start from, because um, while I have some criticism, which I'll get to later, Uh, I must say, attending this exhibition for me was interesting, even just from the perspective of the sheer number of works that are there, uh, the sheer scale of the works, because many of the artists kind of went quite large and, you know, they weren't afraid to take up space. And um, for me, that was a highlight. Um, How about you, Ellen? Some overall impressions first.
1: So for me personally, I felt like the Ilham Art Show was a bit like, what the Met Gala is for the fashion world globally in the sense that Malaysian contemporary artists saw this as an opportunity to present the best versions of themselves or like Ooh, to I go like crazy. Mm. Yeah, or to do things that they might not normally do but perhaps have this like strong desire to, they have always had this strong desire to do So, in that sense, despite how crazy the setup is, I actually really enjoyed it. And I also um, appreciate that it's Ilham's first time showing this many living contemporary artists of Malaysia.
0: Yeah, I think for that alone, it's worth checking out, if only to see. not just what artists in Malaysia, current contemporary artists in Malaysia are interested to work on what styles they've evolved or or want to experiment with, but the sheer diversity in terms of medium. Um, You know, so many people seem to have um, really stretched and worked on things that either they themselves haven't done before, or we may not necessarily have seen manifested in that way. So for that, it was really interesting. I... I like that you you called it crazy because I think it can go either way, right? Like the Megala, mm. yeah. um, because for me the 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 sheer you walk in and they're just like you're immediately confronted with. I think your first view is like maybe six different works all just kind of coming at you at once yeah. when you like walk in, and they're all kind of large scale things. Um, I think it takes a little bit of like tuning your brain uh, to kind of filter out things maybe and focus on each work and. Sometimes that felt great. Sometimes for me, that was a little bit difficult um, because often works are almost like like on top of each other, almost like one is right next to the other. You step away a step and then a completely different theme pops up. It, it is kind of crazy um, in a way that works, largely works, I want to say. And I think also comes from the fact that there was no theme that I know of given out for the open call. So you kind of get anything and everything. I don't know if it was just the headspace I was in. The anything and everything approach um, sometimes felt to me like I wasn't able to hook on to enough with every work. Some works were very strong and powerful in terms of the um, theme or the story they were getting across. Others, I think, may have been more Actually, now that you mention it, it makes sense. Others were more invested in, I think, creating that visual splash um, and less so with maybe having a strong grounding idea or story. Um, And I think it really might depend on where you're coming from in your own headspace when you consume the works.
1: Yes, I agree. But also, I found I personally was more attracted to the works that were a bit more open-ended and did not have a clear statement because I felt that some of the works that had a clear statement had this kind of um, IKEA-like fix-it-together functionality to them that was a bit bland. So I was more attracted to works that were just a bit more chaotic, a bit more open to interpretation that um, played with form and wasn't trying so hard to push a specific narrative Mm. or message with their work.
0: Yeah, um, I get that. Um, Actually, for me, uh, visually at least, and maybe from a a sort of tactility perspective, um, maybe it was just what I gravitated towards, but I was quite surprised and pleasantly surprised that so many artists went in the direction of um fabric art a lot of people worked with fabrics Mm -hmm. a lot of people um worked with i think a a sort of coming together of craft and art um chang yung chia for instance um Mm -hmm. works inspired by batik Uh, that was one of my favorite works we'll definitely talk about that later ivan lam also worked with fabric uh mimi aslinda cheng yen peng um didn't work with fabric but you know the the entire installation was inspired by wow making the exhibit by the uh, mahmeri community also deeply draws on craft uh, pangrok sulap also has elements of craft and i thought that was really great because i feel like over the last few years we have been seeing a more a larger appreciation for printmaking for craft um developing in the Malaysian scene and it was really nice to see that reflected in a space like Ilham and in works of this scale.
1: Yeah um, I agree I was also very pleasantly surprised by the diversity of new materials being used in this show. Uh, Going back to what I was saying before I think we can take your examples that you mentioned. So for example I thought Uh, Chang Yung Cha and Ivan Lam's works um, are examples of works that I felt tried to marry the form with the function in a very direct and almost closed way. Like the artist statements told you what uh, the artist was trying to achieve and this is kind of how you should interpret the work. Whereas I found that uh, maybe this is a gender thing as well because I also found that like uh, Mimi's work and Chen things work were a bit more ambiguous. Mm. Um, the there was like more there was more of an artistic intervention in them, and the message was very personal, but also they were. Um, aesthetically pleasing as artwork so you didn't have to know what they were about to appreciate them
0: That's a great point. Um, actually the aesthetically pleasing is really interesting because I found that, um, at least the day I went, I went on a Sunday afternoon, um, and there were so many people around just taking photos, posing in front of the works. Um, it really did feel like a sort of very, um, visually arresting show overall. I think the fact that everyone wants to, um, take Instagram photos in front of the works um, in itself. It, it doesn't necessarily um, doesn't necessarily add to the artistic credibility, but I do think it's great to see people at some points, I think, lining up to get into this exhibition, which is something that you don't see in the Malaysian visual arts scene very often. And I think then extending it to... Um, what you mentioned earlier—the the the materials and the fact that different artists have chosen to even introduce different ways of um, different ways in which these mediums uh, media can be used to the audience—also um, also I think adds makes this a show that, um, if perhaps ideas wise, can feel a little bit abstract, at least visually and um, in terms of like an immediate attraction when you're there I think this works Um, it almost sounds like you and I might be at opposite ends of which works we preferred because you seem to have gravitated more towards the ones that were more open-ended and and more loose and I seem to definitely um, have gravitated towards the ones that had a little bit more of a strong statement to make Uh, so I think the second half of the show we'll get into some of our favorite works and we can see you know, where we line up and where that differs. Uh, But in the meantime, uh, Ellen Lee and I are speaking about the Ilham Art Show 2022. That's happening until the 23rd of October at Ilham Gallery. For more information, you can visit ilhamgallery.com and keep it here on Everyone's Critic, BFM 89.9. Building Fit Malaysians, BFM. 89.9. 89.9. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. Today, I'm joined by arts writer, Ellen Lee. And together, we are reviewing Ilham Art Show 2022. That's happening until the 23rd of October at Ilham Gallery. Uh, so we were talking about the general takeaways, I think, from the exhibition. Uh, on this side of things, we I think we should highlight some favorite works or works that stood out to us. Ellen, do you want to kick things off?
1: Um, I think my personal favorites were, uh, Kim's Skin Time 1119, which is this video uh, that's hung over the opening, the, the welcome desk at the gallery. And it basically just shows the time, but, uh, embossed or like stamped on part different parts of the artist's skin. Mm. So that- that was one of my favorites because it reminded me of this Japanese artist called a Japanese American artist called On Kawara, um, and they both uh, Kim and On Kawara, I think, both have this quality of uh, keeping track of time, which I think uh, keeping track of time in a very patient and devoted way, which I think anchors uh, the exhibition. And then another personal favorite was Minstrel Quick's uh, work, uh, House in Motion, mm-hmm. which I also thought explored her subject matter in a very poetic way and used a lot of different materials.
0: It's interesting that you should mention Minstrel's work because to me, it almost felt like that was in conversation with Leon Leong's work, which was um, Stilt Houses, the floating world of Kampung Baru, um, because the themes of uh, displacement and home um, were sort of, I think, not the same, but almost mirroring each other and and, uh, Minstrel's one, I think, feeling a lot more, Internal, whereas Leon's mm-hmm. one being a more external visualization of the idea. Um, I I really like Minstrel's one a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said earlier, I really like Chang Yun-jia's, um uh, installation. You walk in and it's almost the first thing you see. It's very difficult not to be drawn to it. And then the I think the idea of visualizing the generations of people who were working in the rubber plantations, and and using batik to do it, and and the sort of them literally turning into the trees in the visuals it's very it's very powerful and I think it's it's meant to confront and I found that really interesting I also really liked Mimi Aslinda's work Mm. actually Um, I thought it was kind of I thought it was personal but also relatable sad but um, you know has that that quality that memories have where you know bits and pieces come together to form a picture, but you're never quite sure that if that's what it's supposed to be. And then mm-hmm. the fact that it's it evokes the artist's own past and her ideas of migration and memory, that was really powerful as well. Um, I loved actually in comparison to all of the, larger words. I really loved Sharon Chin's Rich Country because essentially you don't even realize what you're looking at for the first few pieces. They they are these little prints of um, various bacteria or organisms rather that live in our soil um, made into prints and just mounted all over the exhibition. So it takes you a while to kind of process them and catch them. Um, and it almost became like a little um, a little game as I was walking around to kind of spot it. And I thought that was quite clever because it, it mirrors this invisible, the invisible importance of something like our soil. Uh, so yeah, those were some works that stood out to me. Um, I did want to say that one work that I was both, really quite fascinated by, but also um, I think mirrors my challenges with this exhibition was Tanir by Tin and Devapalan SJ Ratnam. The work is based on the uh, death in custody of Kanapati. It's a really visually strong work. Um, I think it does a lot in terms of blurring the lines between documentation and and, uh, storytelling, uh, mythologizing almost. It's very strong, but upon reflecting on it, I also wondered if I didn't know anything about the challenges with deaths and, death and custody in Malaysia and the, the disproportionate impact it has on Indian men is that a work that I could have connected with? And I'm not sure because I'm very invested in the issue. And therefore I found the issue extremely powerful. I found the work extremely powerful, um, but otherwise I wasn't sure. And this isn't a criticism of the work itself, but I think that for me encapsulates a challenge I had with a number of the works, which is that you either have to, to be like a person who's already tuned into arts making or with the issue Otherwise, I'm not sure whether the works themselves speak strongly enough to the average audience member.
1: Yeah, I would agree on that. And it kind of goes back to what I was mentioning in the first part of the show about marrying form with functionality. So I generally feel that during the pandemic, one of the overwhelming questions that, the arts world was played with was this question of what can art do in a time of crisis and I don't think the art world ever really found an answer to that question. So I did feel that, and maybe this is a generalization, I kind of felt that a lot of the male artists in this show were trying to prove art's relevance by making works that had a very directed social commentary or that were very digestible in the sense that the form, the material is directly related to the the function of the work so kind of works like Chang Yun Chas but also Samsudin Wahab Azizan Paiman, Azahar Ibrahim a lot of these male artists I felt had a very closed a kind of closed off interpretation to their artwork. Whereas the female artists, like for example, Sharon Chin, Minstrel Kwek, uh, even C.C. Kwa, Mimi Aslinda, Tatriana Ahmed Fauzi, Chen Yanping, I felt that their works um, allowed a bit more interpretation and thus more poetry. Like it allowed more interaction with the audience. It allowed the audience to um, just engage a bit more and to imagine a bit more. And I believe that this is what art can really do rather than co- just conveying a message or a set, yeah, like a set message about the world or the condition of society.
0: Oh, I, I, I love that. And actually, yeah. the more you say it, I, I can see what you're talking about. Um, I didn't, I don't think I necessarily and and you know one never wants to put too a finer point on the and the gender differences when yeah, when yeah. artists are making work but you're right i think um largely speaking it did seem that way now that i think about it um i actually just wanted to add on very quickly that for me one challenge i had with the show One challenge I had with the show was also that for something born out of an open call, um, I I kind of wish that we could have seen more diversity. For instance, I would have liked to see more works from East Malaysia. I would have liked to see more works from Indian artists. Um, I think this one features Deva Palan, who collaborated with Thin, um, and also uh, Davinda, Davinda Singh. But I think the works themselves need to feel more diverse as well. So it isn't necessarily about the ethnicity of the artists at all, but I think when you have more diversity in your lineup, your works will also have more of a diversity in terms of the stories they're telling or how they look even. And I think, again, with something that came from an open call, I was maybe expecting more new faces or or fresh faces or artists that don't usually get featured in in, in shows like these. And that perhaps was a little bit of a letdown. A lot of these artists, they're great artists, um, but they're all people that I kind of would have expected Mm. to see in shows like this. Uh, So for that, I think I, I would have maybe liked to have seen the show stretch a little bit more.
1: So, for me, I think the influx of TikTok and Instagrammers to Ilham, uh, of young people to Ilham, is kind of maybe fixing that in a way because, yes, perhaps the contemporary artists being shown are some of them very familiar names and uh, a lot of them also very established artists, but it's, but the The volume of people who are actually engaging with the show are young people. So I think it would also be interesting to see what these very, very online, very young people think about people, uh, think about the artists who are now so familiar to us.
0: That's something I'm actually very interested yeah. to see because even just from being there and seeing the, the sort of the social media component of an exhibition like this um, was very interesting to me. Ellen, thanks so much for reviewing the show. Thank you, Jamila.
1: Have
0: fun. We've been talking about the Ilham Art Show 2022 that's happening till the 23rd of October at Ilham Gallery. Uh, for more information, you can visit ilhamgallery.com. You've been listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.